Boy, Brother Clark was talking about all that trash last night, and I thought, God, I'm so thankful for heaven. It's so good to know. And think about the words as I sing, Heaven's Jubilee. Some glad morning we shall see Jesus in the air. Coming after you and me, joy is ours to share. What rejoicing there will be when the saints shall rise. Headed for that jubilee yonder in the sky. Oh, what singing, oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all for that jubilee that is just ahead in the twinkling of an eye change with them to be all the living saints to fly to that jubilee oh what singing oh what shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise oh what glory of the Lord, and 
the wonderful Spirit of God that's here tonight. We greet you tonight in Jesus' name. We want to concur with your pastor that we're glad to have all the visitors here tonight. Some of you that were here last night and other services, glad to have you back. And new faces here. Amen. We're glad that you're here. Praise God. I would like to be able to touch everybody in this service tonight. And I have prayed throughout today uh, in the car, in the hospital, and other places. Just seemed like we got around a lot of places. And it was wonderful to just uh, go where we went and pray. And all during the day, the Lord just from very early in the morning began to talk to my heart about this service and what he wanted to do in this service tonight. And I want to talk to you about the name of Jesus tonight. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you about Jesus tonight. Is that all right? Amen. In the name of Jesus. I want us to sing that chorus in just a few minutes. There's power to set you free. Amen. And after this night, in this service, the Lord wants you to leave here completely liberated in your soul, in your spirit. Things you've carried around, burdens that you've carried, pressures that you've been under. Amen. Sicknesses in your body. Amen. Mental oppression, disturbances, fears, whatever they are tonight, God wants you to leave here delivered by the power of the Lord. Amen. And we want to be able to minister to you tonight. Amen. And the anointing of the Lord is here. And I have just been overwhelmed in my heart at the ministering spirit of the Lord that is ministered in this service. I believe the Lord is here and wants to walk among us. Amen. I believe he's here. I have watched angels move in services before and watched them as we've ministered to the sick and prayed for the sick. And I believe that they are here and they're going to move throughout this congregation. And I believe the Lord is here. I've seen the Lord walk in services before. I've seen him lay hands on people in visions when I prayed for them the prayer of faith. I saw not too long ago in the spirit as we prayed for an individual, I saw a dark cloud over her bed. She was very, very near death. And in the spirit I saw this cloud and I saw the Lord reach down right through the middle of this, this cloud and the cloud broke. And he laid his hands on her as we prayed for her. It wasn't just but a few days after that she had a complete, complete turnaround. And God lifted her up off of death's bed, friend. And that same Lord is here tonight in this service. And he wants to reach down through your cloud and touch you and deliver you. It's not anything that any preacher can do. But oh, our Lord is wonderful. And we want to just give ourselves over to him and let him move in here tonight. You don't have the Holy Ghost tonight. Well, don't feel bad about that because you can walk out of here with the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you need more of the Holy Ghost, amen, and you're hungry for it, well, don't worry. He's got plenty of wine, amen, to pour out, amen, for us tonight. And some of you tonight that don't think you're going to get very much out of this service, I believe by the time we finish preaching, God's going to touch your heart, change your mind, and you're going to be seeking the Lord for more, amen, than what you have from God right now. Some of you that have been distant throughout this entire revival, I've been praying for you. I haven't been able to touch you night after night, and I have been concerned about it. Talk to Brother uh, King about it. Mentioned to him today that there are just some folks that I haven't been able to touch yet, but I'm believing tonight by the help of God I'm going to be able to reach out and touch you in the spirit. And I just want us to sing this chorus in the name of Jesus. There's power to set you free. Amen. We have power over the devil tonight. 
And whether you realize it or not, when we use the name of the Lord, he has to leave. He is bound when we understand faith in that name. He cannot stay where light is. Amen. Darkness must flee. But the problem is he does resist at times. And what happens to us as saints of God is we, be we become discouraged at his resistance. We become discouraged and we give up. And he knows that he has to yield when we use the name of the Lord. But if he can just resist to weary us out, sometimes we stop praying before God sends the victory. Amen. But he must leave when we use the name of the Lord. And there is absolutely nothing in this world that can keep you from getting victory from God tonight if you really want what God has for you. I believe that. I believe that. Amen. And I want us just to sing it and worship the Lord tonight. Praise God. In the name of Jesus, there's power to set you free. In the name of Jesus, there's glorious victory over sin, disease, and sickness. How to walk in liberty through faith in his wonderful name. Oh, in the name of Jesus, there's power to set you free. In the name of Jesus, there's glorious victory over sin, disease, and sickness. How do you walk in liberty? Go through faith. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Oh, let's sing it to Him. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, in the name of Jesus. There's power to set you free. you just reach over and lay hands on somebody next to you and just pray for them right now pray that God will increase their faith tonight faith cometh by hearing hearing by the word of the Lord oh God in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord hallelujah hallelujah 
in Jesus' name. Oh God, in the middle of all resistance, in the name of Jesus, we know that every spirit of darkness must flee. In the name of Jesus, we have total, complete victory in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for victory right now. I thank you, Lord, for victory in this service. Oh, that's right. Pray for them that God will increase their faith tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You can have whatever you want in the name of Jesus tonight. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. In the name of Jesus, increase our faith in you, Lord, by the word of God tonight. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, let's sing it again. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, in the name of Jesus, there's power. We're going to tread on serpents tonight. Oh, in the name of Jesus, there's power. There's victory over sin, disease, and sickness. How do you walk? Oh, it is one more time, everybody. Oh, the Lord is moving in here. Hallelujah. Yes, in the name of Jesus, there's power. It's in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, there's glorious victory over sin and sickness. Let's thank Him right now for meeting every need, fulfilling every hungry heart, for unshackling every life, for rebuilding every broken heart, for mending every torn situation, for delivering every bound heart, for setting at liberty every captive soul, for opening every blinded eye, for unstopping every death ear, for healing every lame body, for restoring every weary heart. Let's thank Him right now. Hallelujah for He's worthy. For He's worthy. For He's worthy. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, power to set you free. In the name of Jesus, there's glorious victory over sin, disease, and sickness. How do you want liberty through faith? <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, let's thank him again. I feel like the Lord's just taking complete charge of the service. Oh, he knows how to minister tonight. Oh, Lord, our eyes are upon you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Oh, I believe God. Praise God. I believe 
Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Oh, the wonderful presence of the Lord is in this place tonight. Amen. Praise God. We just need to walk humbly before the Lord tonight. Amen. Wonderful presence of the Lord here. Amen. I don't mind just waiting on the Lord to do whatever He wants. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. He can do more in just a few seconds than we can here all night long. Praise God. And while the blessings of the Lord are falling, we want God to deal with every heart. Amen. Just however they are. Amen. I want the Lord to touch us. Praise God. Praise God. Don't you feel that wonderful presence of the Lord here? Different from the last two nights service. But I believe the Lord has spoke to my heart about trust and faith in the life of this congregation and the desire in some in this service to turn their lives back over to God and to let the Lord be their God. And He wants to walk through here as our God tonight and meet our needs. Amen. And we want to be able to minister to you and to pray for you. Amen. I wanted to meet with all the preachers before service when we were at the hospital and didn't get a chance to do that. But, oh, preacher friend, the Lord wants to use you, amen, to deliver the people of God. And I want you, brethren, to help me tonight. We're going to be praying for folks around here tonight after this service, no doubt. And I want all these preachers to help us out. Amen. Let's pray for folks. Amen. The devil would like us to think that we're not worthy, we're not capable, and like to put all kinds of things in our mind as preachers and saints of God about why we can't do what the Bible says we can do. And we wrestle with having an apostolic ministry and moving in the Spirit and operating in the gifts and, and doing things like that because we feel so unworthy. But it is God's work. Amen. And we are just vessels. And the Lord has impressed upon me again today something He has been impressing upon my heart the last several weeks. And that is how much He wants to minister to His people and minister through His ministry to His body. And how much He wants His body to minister to the world. Amen. Praise God. He really wants us to reach out. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's all right. Just worship the Lord tonight. He wants us to reach out. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And we need to minister one to another. And the Lord wants to work in here and confirm the faith that has been in the hearts of some in this building tonight. And I just want to let him do what he wants to. Amen. Praise God. Several weeks ago, the Lord visited me in a dream. And I won't tell you all the dream, just one particular part of it because I want to get on into this. But in this particular dream, Brother King, I was on a, I was in a truck, a military vehicle with a young bunch of students. They were doctors and nurses and we were on a military installation going to a hospital. And I knew in this dream that we were getting ready to go through a, some kind of operation, some kind of drill. Nobody else knew it but me. And as we drove down the lane in this uh, big truck 
they were talking about their careers and all the things they had learned in college and and the, in their medicine practices and and all of that and they were just talking and and I was sitting there listening and I was just waiting for whatever was going to happen to happen and in this dream I as, as we were riding down uh, the road all of a sudden I I knew that the operation had begun and I saw this humongous missile fly past our uh, vehicle and it exploded several hundreds of feet in front of us and when it exploded it just sent people scattering everywhere and the truck skidded to a halt and all of the uh, people that were uh, in this vehicle they they got out and as I looked around I began to see planes and I began to see bombs and and I began to realize that we were in the middle of a war we had moved right into the middle of a war zone and the first thing I thought of was they're not supposed to fire on us and I began to realize that there was something real happening here and I saw in the distance I saw a helicopter land right by us there was smoke flying everywhere and these students all of a sudden begin they jumped out of this vehicle and they begin to run all over the field carrying medical equipment and and things and they begin to bend down and and there was helicopters flying in bringing broken bodies being bringing soldiers as that's exactly what they were they were bringing young men their limbs were tore off they were bleeding and and some were almost dead and they begin to scatter all over this field and they begin to kneel down and they begin to minister to these people and the Lord began to talk to me later on about this dream and, and uh, several other things took place there. And the Lord began to talk to me about the power that was in the church to reach out and touch and minister to people and to deliver them and to heal them. And I preached that night in that church from the 10th chapter of Matthew about what the Lord said, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead. And I titled it uh, Doctors and Nurses in a War Zone. And I told them about this dream and, and elaborated quite a bit. But the Lord began to talk to me about how that we don't even realize the power that we have. But that there are people coming our direction that need our ministering. And I never shall forget in this dream the face of this one particular lady that was doing the talking in the vehicle as she knelt down over this body, this helicopter landed right in front of our truck and she knelt down over this body and she looked up and she looked at me and she began to scream, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. And I turned around and I looked back down this runway strip and as far as I could see I saw helicopters coming one after another bringing bodies of people. And I'm telling you there are folks coming our way. And we've been trained, we've been taught with this Bible how to heal and to minister and to touch people and to give a word of wisdom and to let go and let you have so many testimonies of what God's done to you. You have been trained, you have been taught, you've been ministered to. And I'm telling you there are folks that are coming your way that need what you've got. And before we will ever be able to reach out and touch others with what God has given to us God wants to rebuild our faith and do things among us and minister to us and do things among us tonight to build our faith to show us amen that we might be able to go out and touch others and so I want the Lord to minister to us and that's why I'm calling on you preachers I want you to help me tonight and we want to reach out and touch folks in this service and ask the Lord to heal them I thank you for standing. If you'll stand with me just a few minutes more, I would like to read from the 22nd chapter of the book of Luke. Just a few verses of scripture. 
And I hope that you'll listen tonight and open your heart and you'll let the Lord minister to you in this service. Once again, we're glad for every visitor. And we hope tonight that you will get something rich from the word of the Lord. Luke chapter 22 and uh, verse number 24. Praise God. It says, And there was also a strife among them, which of them should be accounted the greatest. And he saith unto them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. But ye shall not be so, but he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. And he that is chief, as he that doth serve, let him be as him that doth serve. For whether is greater, he that sitteth at meat, or he that serveth, is not he that sitteth at meat? Of course, the one that sits at meat is greater than the one that serves. And this is the part that I want to preach from that I think is so beautiful. These words of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said that he that sits at meat is greater than him that serveth. But he said, I am among you as he that serveth. And I thought again tonight as we were singing, how wonderful to know that the great King of Kings is among us as a servant. So I want to preach to you tonight from those words. I am among you as he that serveth. In fact, he's simply saying to us tonight that I have come to New Life United Pentecostal Church. Get the name right here. I've come here tonight to serve you. Isn't that wonderful tonight? You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Praise God. This situation arose from a question that had been asked by the sons of thunder, the sons of Zebedee. They had come to Jesus in the 20th chapter of Matthew, and they said, Grant that these two, her mother did say, Grant that these two uh, sons of mine may sit the one on the right hand and the other on the left hand in thy kingdom. Uh, but Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking, really. Uh, he said, uh, are you able to drink of the cup that I drink of and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And uh, they said, well, uh, yes, uh, we're able to do that. And he said, you shall indeed drink of that cup that uh, I am going to drink of and you shall indeed be baptized with the baptism that I am going to be baptized with. But he said to sit on my right hand and on my left hand, he said, well, that's a whole another story altogether. Well, it was upon the a situation here and the discussion of uh, being great and sitting down at the right hand of the master that the other ten apostles were very upset about that and they wanted to talk to him about this subject there was a strife that began to rise among them you know you can only you know only so many people can sit around a person and be right next to them and you know with one sitting on the right side and the other sitting on the left that was going to leave a whole lot of them out in the cold and they said that we're gonna we're gonna fight this out some of them probably were ready to knowing peter you know he probably was ready to roll his sleeves up and get ready with the business Read over there in Matthew where he, uh, or John 18, where he took out his sword and cut off Malchus's ear. I think that fella had a temper. Yeah. 
And I can just see him move right up here and say, <clears throat> just a minute here, sir. If anybody's going to sit down, we're going to have a fight, and we're not going to play mus musical chairs either. Amen. So there was a strife, and Jesus stepped in among them, and, and uh, he began to talk to them about this story of greatness, and he began to talk to them about the nature of his kingdom. And he said the kings of the earth and the Gentile kings, they exercise lordship. They have dominion over uh, their subjects, and sometimes not uh, by popular vote. And uh, he said, I don't want my kingdom to be like that. They were called benefactors. Many of these men ruled by, uh, they were tyrants. And many of them ruled by force. And what bit of riches and goods that they had, history tells us that they got it by force. And the reason they were called benefactors was because that in times of stress and in times of poverty and times of famine or whatever uh, that there was, that these men would take of their wealth and take of their goodness and they would give it back and distribute it among the populace of people. Really what they were doing was just redistributing the wealth that they had taken from them by taxation and by other various means, theft and, and uh, all types of crude ways. And the people many times would do things to appease uh, their leaders and to win their favor and uh, to bring their benevolence down upon them. And so they were called benefactors and, and uh, those that received it were the beneficiaries. And Jesus said, that's how the kings of the the Gentiles do. They uh, take authority that is not given to them. But he said, I don't want it to be that way among my church. I don't want it to be that way among uh, my people. And many times that happens in the ministry. You find that even in congregations, you see a striving in the ministry for recognition. Uh, amen. Let me tell you something, friend. That is not how recognition is gained. Uh, I can remember being a young preacher around my home church. And, and I was the last young preacher there and they were everybody else was older and, and uh, I had to learn that you don't strive for recognition like that uh, amen the authority is not something that you take uh, authority is something given to you amen by the congregation and by the people you serve I didn't plan to say all this but I'm not apologizing now because I believe it needs to be said and there was a striving there but Jesus said oh no let me tell you that uh, if you're going to be chief if you're going to be a, a servant or if you're going to be somebody accounted great uh, among the people of God he said that you've got to learn uh, to serve amen you've got to learn that it is a work of service uh, and submitting yourself to the needs uh, of the congregation to the needs of the people uh, in love tenderly learning to minister to them preaching behind the pulpit is not really the most majority of the work of the ministry although it may look like to some that it is but it is not being a minister is learning simply to be being a servant what it's about amen and so the bible said you know the grace of our lord jesus christ that though he was rich yet for your sake he became poor that you through his he through his riches you through your poverty might be made rich by his riches uh, he became poor that you through his poverty might be made rich he has actually showered upon us his church his blessings uh, and his riches uh, and the apostle went on to say 
that to let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be made equal with God but he made himself of no reputation and he took upon himself the form of a servant and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross it was that that he did the apostle went on in Hebrews to say that though he was a son yet learned he obedience by the things that he suffered and then back in Philippians it went on to say therefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow praise the Lord but he first came as a lowly servant he came just as a little shepherd's boy born in a manger lied in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes amen he, he, even the the king of the nation didn't come to recognize him it was heathen kings from the east that journeyed following a star amen that was sensitive to the birth that which was happening in the land of Palestine in the city of Bethlehem and so he said in the companion scripture in the 20th chapter of Matthew he said that if you want to serve them uh, you've got to be the least among them uh, and he went on in verse 28 and said even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many uh, for he said in Luke 19 and 10 for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost uh, so he said I have come not to be ministered unto uh, but I have come to minister. I have come to give my life for a ransom. I have come to lay down my life and no man, John 18, 10, 18 said, taketh it from me. I have power to lay it down and I have power to raise it up again. He said in John 2, 19, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. And so he said, I willfully give. And then in the volume of thy book, it is written of me, Psalms 40, said it, Hebrews 10, quoted it, sacrifices and offerings uh, thou wouldest not hold burnt offerings thou hast no desire lo in the volume of thy book it is written to me uh, I delight to do thy will O God yea thy law is within my heart uh, and so I am willing to lay down my life uh, to give myself unreservedly uh, this cup that my father has uh, he said I am going to drink it uh, I am going to do it uh, nevertheless not my will uh, but thy will be done uh, O father he said if it be possible let this cup pass but nevertheless not my will I want to do it amen for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross despising the shame that there might be a church in the earth redeemed by the power of the blood separated under him who barely was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in the last time for us he had brought life and immortality to light through the gospel uh, delivering us from the powers of darkness uh, he did it as a servant uh, putting his own will behind uh, crucifying his flesh uh, enduring affliction uh, standing trial and all of that uh, because he loved you tonight uh, and wanted you to have what you need in your heart and in your soul Amen. praise the Lord praise the Lord so he said I am among you 
Thank God for that. He said, when I leave, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you as children. But he said, I will come unto you. Amen. And at that day you shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. And whatever you ask in my name, it shall be done unto you. And so ask that you might receive. Seek that you shall find. Not that the door shall be open unto you for everyone that asketh receiveth and he said asketh and that has an ETH on the end and anytime you see ETH on the end of any New Testament word that means with a continual fashion and so when he said he that asketh receiveth he said him that continues to ask he that knocketh the door shall be open because he continues to knock and he that seeketh shall find because he continues to seek don't stop asking don't stop knocking don't stop seeking because the answer is on the way because he said I've not left you but I'm among you as he that serveth and he said I'm serving and I'm going to continue to serve praise God praise God hallelujah oh yes and so the prophet Isaiah said the spirit of the Lord God is upon me amen that's what he said because he hath anointed me to preach amen the gospel to the poor he has sent me to preach glad tidings or good tidings unto the meek he has sent me to bind up the broken hearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn to appoint unto them that to mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness uh, planning the planning of the Lord uh, uh, that they might be glorified uh, I'm going to make them trees uh, amen of righteousness uh, I'm going to cause them to stand up hallelujah oh yes and this is what David said he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water in the Hebrew that means transplanted you're going to be taken from one place and you're going to be moved to another place and you're not going to catch botany in the middle of it therefore if any man be in Christ he shall be a new creature because he's been transplanted and I'm going to appoint them joy and gladness I'm going to take away mourning I'm going to take away the spirit of heaviness I'm going to heal them. I'm going to bind up the wounds. I'm going to preach glad tidings. I'm going to do it all because I've come to minister unto them. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. And he said, I haven't left, but I am among you as him that serveth. He's saying tonight in this service, I am here as your servant. He's saying, what do you need, church? What do you need in your life? What do you need in your heart? What are you hungry for? What has plagued you? What has disturbed you? What has perplexed you? What has bothered you? What has upset you? I've come to serve you. I'm going to come by your table. I'm going to take your order. And I'm going to give back to you that which you need. And you have faith to receive. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
And so he said, say to them, oh my, did I unplug myself here? Amen. All right. Got to be careful here. Praise God. I don't want to lose my anointing here. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, yeah. Talk to those, he said, that are weak. And he said, comfort those that are weak. I've come to preach comfort tonight. Amen. The troubling minds. This is a day of stress. This is a day of trouble. Amen. I do not believe that anybody's here without worries tonight. If you don't have any, come see me after church. I've got some things that you can worry about for me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But he said, say to those that are weak. Amen. Confirm the feeble knees. Amen. He wanted to bring comfort unto this people. He said, say to them that are of a fearful heart be strong and fear not if there's one devil we need to drive out of the church is the spirit of fear amen and so I've come to say to you that are fearful about tomorrow take no thought for tomorrow for tomorrow shall take thought of itself sufficient unto a day is the evil thereof but he said seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We've got to learn that God can be trusted. We've got to learn that God can be trusted. We've got to learn that God can be trusted. I said, we've got to learn that God can be trusted. You can stand upon the inherent, unfailable, irrevocable, immutable, unerring word of God tonight. Let's clap our hands Yeah, we can trust the Lord tonight. So those of you that are full of fear, remember that 1 John 4, 18 said, Perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment, and he that feareth is not made perfect in love. If you struggle with fear tonight, what you need is to move a little closer to the one who died on the cross and shed his blood. That's all you need to do. You don't need to take any pills to slow you down or anything like that. All you need is to remember the cross and the one who died on that cross for you. All you need to do is understand something about the love of God and let your heart be filled with love because love and fear cannot dwell in the same heart. And when you are filled with the Holy Ghost and filled with the love of God, he has a way of serving. He has a way of ministering. Don't ask me to explain how it does it. Don't ask me to give you some kind of recipe on how it happens. I'm just telling you to tonight. I've had it come to me enough times to know that God has a way of calming the heart. He has a way of speaking peace in the middle of a storm. He has a way of whispering in the ear of a child of God and saying everything is going to be alright. There's something about those words when I hear them in my ear. When those words come that say fear not. When I hear that fear not. I know there's no other author. There's no other voice. There's no one that speaks like that there's no one that talks like that and when I hear that voice fear not I know that it's going to be alright I know I can cross the river I know I can go through the valley I can go through the darkness of night because David said lo thou art with me and thy rod and thy staff they comfort me hallelujah and so he said be strong Fear not. Be strong 
in the Lord and in the power of his might and put on the whole armor of God. Amen. He said, Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with recompense. He will come and save you. And when he comes, the Bible said, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Absolutely no doubt about it, friend. Amen. Then shall the lame man leap as an heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. Amen. That's going to happen when Messiah comes. That's going to happen when your God comes and visits you. That's going to happen when the Lord Lord God comes and visits his people and it was when John was in prison and he got a little bit discouraged while he sat there in that cell and we can allow him a little bit of that because he's human like all of us and he sent two of his disciples to Jesus and he said art thou he that should come amen or shall we look for another he wanted to make sure he didn't miss his ministry he wanted to make sure he had shot his arrow straight and hit his target it seemed like he had forgotten all about the the revelation that God had given him in the first chapter of John seems like he had forgotten about the vision that he saw of the dove coming down the spirit of God in the form of a dove it was John that said the Lord spoke to him and said upon whom thou see the spirit descending and remaining it is he that shall baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire and so the dove coming down the spirit of God in the form of a dove was a confirmation to John of his ministry he said that's how you're going to know and so John saw it and he bare record that this was the son of God but he got a little bit discouraged and he said go and ask him if you're the one that should come or do we look for another and Jesus said stand aside fellas I've got work to do in that same hour the Bible said he cured many that were sick he opened blind eyes he cast out devils and he said now have you seen enough and they said yeah Lord we've seen a whole bunch he said now you're go back and you get down there in that dark cell and you rattle his, you, you his cage and you tell John what you've seen and what you've heard and all about the glory of God that's going on out here and tell him John you didn't miss it I'm the one I'm the one I'm the one I'm among you as he that serveth hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. I read something so beautiful here today. In the 8th chapter of John, Jesus had finished teaching, or Matthew, he had finished teaching the multitude and finished that great sermon. Lasted three chapters long in Matthew. And when he was come down from the mountain, the Bible said great multitudes followed him. Behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if, if thou wilt, Thou canst make me clean. You see, tonight, uh, this man knew that he was afflicted. Uh, this man knew he had a problem. Uh, you didn't have to tell him he had a problem. Uh, he knew he had a problem. Uh, it was not a fuss to get this man to admit that he had a need. Uh, he knew that he had a need. Uh, he was not ashamed to confess that he had that. Uh, that's the kind of folks Jesus can help. Uh, a bunch of these bunch of hard-headed folks uh, that think they're fooling everybody, uh, that don't want anybody to tell her that they have a drinking problem but they're an alcoholic and they think their wife doesn't know it and their children don't know it and they haven't even hardly admitted it to themselves you can't help anybody like that and the problem is we're going around telling them alcohol is a sickness 
when it's nothing but being possessed with a demon of alcohol. Don't tell me they're not possessed with the devil. I lived with an alcoholic for 16 years. My dad was an alcoholic for over 23 years before God delivered him and filled him with the Holy Ghost. The reason I lived with it for about 16, 17 years is because I left home at 17. I figured that was enough for me. That's right. God delivered him. But it wasn't until he faced his problem. This man, he knew he had a problem. He was a leper. And he went to Jesus and he said, If thou will, thou can. He had faith that God could do it. But he realized that he could not do it himself. Amen. And I feel that same attitude here. But I'm telling you tonight, God will come down. And I like what it said here. The Bible said, And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. Praise God. What a beautiful scripture. The willingness of the Lord. Looked at that man. He was not afraid to get involved with a man who had a problem. He was not afraid to get involved with a man who had a serious sickness and pull him through and minister to him. You can't be afraid of people if you're going to touch them. You can't be afraid to get involved in their problem. You can't be afraid. He said, I will. And he said, he let he be thou clean and immediately the Bible said his leprosy was cleansed oh thank the Lord went on and said again and Jesus said unto him see that thou tell no man but go thy way show thyself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them and then he goes on in verse 5 and says and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying Lord my servant lieth at home sick of palsy grievously tormented and Jesus said unto him I will Come and heal him. Oh, thank God for that. He said, I'm just here to serve. What do you need me to do? Walk right into the presence of the man that was the busiest man in all the world and said, I need you to come and heal my servant. And Jesus said, no, I'm too busy. Don't you see my schedule? I got my calendar booked up now until the rapture. I don't have time for any of that kind of business. I can't slow down. I'm going too fast now. Can't you see? I've got multitudes to minister to. Look at the crowd. They've been with me for all these days standing out here on the hillside. I've been preaching to the multitudes. Don't you understand? I'm on a big crusade. I don't have time for your servant lying at home sick. He's probably not sick anyway. He's probably trying to collect on all that back payment uh, that you hadn't paid him for being sick before. And that, there's no reason I should come over there. But Jesus didn't say that. He said, I've got time for you. I see your need. I see your sincerity. I see your faith. I see your predicament. I see you struggling with a problem that you cannot help yourself with. And he said, I will come and heal him. And he said, oh, Lord, I'm not worthy that you enter into my roof. I'm a man under authority. And I say to one, go, and he goes to another, come, and he comes. And he said, just speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Praise God. Oh, that touched the heart of the Lord, that this man had such faith. Oh, yes, it did. And the Lord said, go home. Everything's going to be all right. Amen. You can mark it down when Jesus said everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. And so he said, 
I'm here to serve. I'm here to meet your need. He said, I'll come and heal. I'll come and touch. I'll come and deliver. Whatever you need, I am here to meet that need because I am among you as him that serveth. And so the Bible went on to say that when this evening was come, verse 16 of chapter 8 says, They brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He came delivering those that were oppressed. He came freeing those those that were bound he said whatever you have tonight I want to come and I will minister unto your need he went to the country of the Gadarenes in the fifth chapter of Mark met the man that was grievously tormented and filled with legions filled with devils but yet Jesus went to touch that man and deliver him out of his insanity he wanted to liberate that man from the power of bondage from the powers of darkness he wanted to take him up out of his problem uh, and liberate him. Uh, and he cast that devil out of that man. Uh, and when he said, go, uh, I want you to know that devil left that man. Uh, that man was freed by the power of God, uh, delivered through the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm telling you tonight, church, uh, we have power to cast devils out uh, and deliver folks in the name uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, if they want deliverance tonight, uh, and God is not short on power tonight you need deliverance in your spirit to God will liberate you tonight in the name of Jesus praise God let's worship the Lord right now hallelujah hallelujah in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus hallelujah I'm telling you God has miracles uh, to work for us. Uh, amen. For those that are needing uh, miracles, the Lord uh, is able to touch them uh, and to heal them. Uh, amen. In the power of His name, uh, through faith in His name, uh, when we speak that name, uh, because He has resurrected from the dead. Uh, and when He resurrected, uh, He came forth out of the grave uh, over all power, uh, over all principalities, uh, over everything that would bind us. Uh, and and when we use the name of Jesus Christ uh, and speak that name and faith in that name, uh, every devil power has to flee tonight. Uh, every spirit uh, has to flee tonight. Uh, in Jesus' name, uh, it has to go uh, because the blood has been shed uh, and the tomb is empty uh, and the Lord is alive and in this service tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Oh yes, it's in the name of Jesus when we bind that power. If you don't use that authority, you have no victory. But when we use the name of Jesus Christ, amen, if they're blind, they can see by the power of God. I never shall forget a meeting I was in a few years ago in another state. And the word of God had been preached. That service and faith began to fill all over that church. There was a blind girl that 
came to the front of that service and wanted deliverance. I never shall forget when we laid hands on her in the name of the Lord and rebuked that blindness that when she opened her eyes about 12 or 13 years of age for the king and for the first time when sight came I want you to know she began to shake and she began to tremble the tears began to stream down her face as God had put sight back into her eyes you talk about praising the Lord and having a Holy Ghost dance I'm telling you it was a wonderful time the Lord opened blind eyes that service he lengthened limbs he healed folks of speech impediments he cured backs that had been in bad car wrecks he straightened out spines he gave folks the Holy Ghost why because people had faith in the power that was in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and they came hungry for a touch from heaven and God met their need and touched their heart hallelujah oh yes and so he said I'm here to serve we get to thinking sometimes that it happens everywhere but where we need it the most. We get to thinking it happens all other places besides right here. But God wants this church to know that he is your God tonight and he will honor your faith in him. You don't need to muster up big, 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 big faith. You can't psych yourself into believing. It's just simply the power of the name of the Lord and faith in that name that brings the deliverance of the power of the Lord. It's it's God that raises up. It's God that does the work. And he said, I'm going to serve you. I'm trying to build your faith tonight and tell you that you don't have to suffer under the affliction and under the curse and under the lie of the devil. We have been shackled for so long, but God wants to liberate us tonight in the service. We have let the devil lie to us. We have told ourselves as preachers, we don't have this gift. We don't have that gift. If you don't have it, all you got to do is pray and ask in faith and open your heart up and let God use you in the spirit. Amen. If you learn to love, the secret to ministering is to learn to love people and have a sincere love for people and for the need and have no ulterior motive. And when you minister in love, God will do the rest. Oh yes. And so he went to the tomb of Lazarus and he had been dead for four days there was so much doubt that had filled that place. You can walk into places and feel doubt just reeking all over like ivy going on the wall. You can just feel it. Oh, yeah, it's here in this service tonight. I see it out there. It doesn't bother me because God's still going to work in spite of the doubt. So, hallelujah. He went to that tomb and Mary came running out to meet him. She said, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died we've got faith as long as things don't go too far out of our hands we've got faith as long as the situation is in the proper balance and we, we're, we're willing to live with the struggle and live with the situation but once it gets past that point all of a sudden our faith drops out but God gets glory out of turning around the impossible situations with man but it is possible with God oh yes and he listened to her for a little bit. Oh, how that smote his heart. He went a little further. And then he went to the tomb. He listened to all that weeping. 
and all that crying and all that unbelief and in the middle of all of that he was thinking in his heart don't they realize why I'm here don't they realize why I've come don't they understand my purpose to deliver those to heal to meet their need don't they understand that I am among them as him that serveth oh yes and when he told them to roll back the stone they didn't still believe and that they said by now he's been dead four days he stinketh the Bible said that Jesus wept you know why he wept because of the unbelief that was there because of the unbelief that was in their heart amen that's right you can have God come down and touch you and still we go through another problem and we still doubt but he's come all that way to show forth his glory he was there to heal he wept because of unbelief he wept because of sorrow he said Roll it away. Yeah. Roll the stone away. And in spite of some of your unbelief, God's still going to work miracles in this service tonight. In spite of doubt in here tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. He said, roll it away. If you've got enough faith to roll the stone away, he said, I've got enough faith to bring Lazarus out. Amen. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. What for? Because I'm among you as he that serveth. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Because I've come to serve. I've come to touch. I've come to heal. I've come to deliver. Praise God. Would you stand tonight? I'm going to quit preaching here right now because I believe the Holy Ghost wants to minister here. There's a different move of the Holy Ghost here tonight than there was the last couple of nights. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now I'm telling you what tonight. It is not the will of God for you to walk out of here carrying the same burden that you came into this service with tonight. In fact, it is not the will of God for you to struggle any longer with how you are going to get rid of the thing that you have bothering you. You just need to understand that God will take that thing from you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I said, God will take that from you. Amen. He will drive out the adversary. He will bind up your affliction. The truth of the matter is that if you could have overcome it by yourself, you would have already done so. The reason you're still plagued is because you can't do it by yourself. That's why the Lord's going to come and minister and touch and deliver hallelujah we say we know he can do it for somebody else but can he do it for me will he do it for me but I read to you tonight where Jesus said I will come and heal him and then Peter said of a truth Acts 10 34 I perceive that God has no respect their persons and so if he'll do it for them he'll do it for us I said if he'll do it for them he'll do it for you Praise the Lord. We sometimes think that we have to become so worthy in the presence of God. We think that we have to be so holy. And sometimes even preachers, we think that we have to be so holy. And we've got to go on a three-day fast or a seven-day fast and, and all that before God can use us. Look, it's not your power, but it's God's power. 
Sometimes some of the greatest things I've seen happen under my own ministry and just seen the Lord do was when I was totally worn out, had, had no strength left, didn't really even know what to do, and just laid my hands on somebody and said, Jesus, would you touch him? Didn't have time to pray a long prayer and then press them with big words. Just said, Lord, do the work in Jesus' name. And that's all you say sometimes. And the Lord does the rest. Hallelujah. He's going to get glory. No flesh is going to glory in his presence, friend. No flesh is going to glory in his presence. Amen. I want us to reach out to the Lord tonight. Amen. And let the Lord touch us. Amen. Heart trouble, high blood pressure is killing Pentecostal people. And God wants to deliver you from heart trouble. You say, did God show you that people had heart trouble in this service tonight and blood pressure? No. I just figure in a crowd this size, somebody's probably got heart trouble. Pretty good chance somebody's got high blood pressure. Sure. There may be reasons why. There may be some things you can do to curve all that. But the truth of the matter is the Lord wants to deliver you if you're here with heart trouble and high blood pressure. God wants to take that from you. I said God wants to deliver you from that tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Spend our time worrying about things. The truth of the matter is that 90% of the things we worry about never do materialize. We spend our time worrying about things that are never going to happen. And we let those things hem us in. And we struggle with things in our life. We want to do the work of God, want to do the things of God, and we struggle with things that are a hindrance to us year after year after year. And we can't do, we can't move, we can't go, we can't be what we want to be. God wants to liberate you tonight. Amen. In this service. Amen. I said tonight in this service, the Lord wants to. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Let's worship the Lord a few minutes here. Let's wait on the Lord here. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Praise God. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Tell you what I want us to do. Tell you what I felt like doing. So I'm just going to call a prayer line here tonight. But I want all the preachers to come up here tonight. Just come on this platform. Amen. For a minute. Brother, 
Brother King's assistant, you come on. Everybody come. All the preachers come up here. I want you to stand up here, brother, and I want you to face the congregation. I want you to hold your hands out like this. I want to read you a scripture tonight. Just hold your hands out. The book of Acts, chapter 5. The Bible says in the 12th, 11th verse, after the death of Ananias and Sapphira said, And great fear came upon all the church, and upon as many as heard these things. And it went on to say in verse 12, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest that no man joined himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Then came also a multitude unto the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks. And they were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one. There are other scriptures, if I take time to read, where not just the apostles, but we could read about others, ministers, the deacons. Stephen, the Bible said, was a man full of faith who did great wonders and miracles among the people through the hands of the apostles, through the hands of the ministry. Now I want you to look at these common, ordinary hands tonight. But I want you to understand that there is power in these hands tonight. Amen. I know that God has a ministry for this church and you're going to go out there and you're going to lay hands on the sick and you're going to pray for the sinners and God's going to heal them through your hands. But tonight, I want you to let the ministry lay hands on you and we're going to believe God and let God do a work in this congregation. Amen. I want these brethren to pray for you. And I want you to know that God will work miracles tonight for you through their hands. Praise the Lord. There's probably not anybody else that you can have faith more in praying the prayer of faith for you than these men because you know their life. You know their consistency. And so you ought to have faith in their prayers tonight more than any preacher you know anywhere. I don't care what has happened through his ministry. And I'm not belittling any of these other men because some of these men are great personal friends of mine. But I'm telling you, you know their life. And they're here in Christ's stead to minister to you. And I was praying, brethren, the other day in a certain place, praying about healing the sick and ministering and the Lord began to speak to my heart again and he just said look at the Word of God how many times did the Lord tell the ministry and tell the church I have given you power to heal the sick the Bible said in Luke 10 and 1 Matthew 10 and 1 he gave them authority and power and the Lord said don't ask me to heal them he said I gave you the power to heal them you heal them don't ask me to bind the sickness I gave you power you bind the sickness 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so I begin to pray, and oftentimes I do this, but every once in a while I slip back into saying, Lord, would you heal? And I'm not, I'm not saying that that's wrong. Of course that's not. Pray for somebody saying, Lord, heal them tonight. But all I'm trying to do is make us consciously aware in these few moments that you have power to bind them. And sometimes when we say, Lord, would you heal them? Lord, would you touch them? What we are actually doing is floating our faith way out in the future, and we're really not taking authority over anything. That's why we have so little miracles and things happen among us because we can always float our faith out in the future somewhere. And really it's not faith at all. It's unbelief. But we pass it off in faith. We need to take authority over these things tonight that are plaguing us and bothering this church. You know the needs of these church people. You know what their needs are. Amen. If you want to be prayed for tonight, why don't you just come over here on this side of the church and just start a line and just come down here. You brother, just come on down. Thank you for... Come on down. Just face one another and I want you to just walk just start right over here where this sister is just line up behind this sister over here and I want you to come through and I want these brothers to pray for you tonight amen hallelujah amen you need the Holy Ghost get in this line tonight and let's pray you brother and you minister to them just line up against the wall that's right amen just everybody go that way we won't have to have a traffic jam you're doing fine sister just turn right around just come right through there you just march right through there and you brother just lay hands on her and pray for them just come right on through take your time brother and feel out to the Lord minister to this church tonight amen let the Lord work miracles tonight let the Lord touch them tonight this might be a little unusual for some of our visitors tonight. You need something from God? Come on and let the Lord touch you tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some of you tonight that are struggling, you need to get in this line tonight and be prayed for by these men. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, this power has set you free. We bind sickness tonight. God will do the work. Said, I'm among you to serve tonight. Hallelujah. What, what is it that I feel? Am I too fast ahead of your spirit tonight? Amen. Those of you that need the Holy Ghost, those of you that have not finished repenting, you need to come through this line. Let us pray for you tonight. Let God pour out the Holy Ghost on you. Come on, friend. Don't stand back. Come on, let us pray for you. Get in that line. Let, the, let these brethren pray for you. Come on, that's right. Just get right on in there. Let them pray for you. Let the Lord touch you tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, let's let our faith go. You folks, let your faith go in the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Set them free, brethren. Set them free tonight.
in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, oh, in the name of Jesus, right now, God, we liberate our sister, in the name of Jesus, we release her in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, 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 oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ right now, we liberate her in the name of Jesus. It is according to your word. We loose her tonight right now. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we decree it to be done. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.